0: We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have so much to get into today. The NBA draft is only three days away. Aaron Rodgers making news. Webb, I am so excited for today's show. Are you ready? There's been a lot of news today. It's been pretty crazy Monday. There was a trade in the NBA. Rodgers and the Packers have worked out a deal. Like, this has been a nuts day. I did not see any of this coming today.
1: Well, yeah, the trade I didn't see happening. There's always a lot of talk, but it never happens. As for Aaron Rodgers, mm, we can get into that.
0: Let's start right there. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay are allegedly close to a deal that will result in Aaron Rodgers reporting to camp. The concessions Green Bay made to get Rodgers to agree to this is they would cut off the, his year 2023 season. And if he's still unhappy after this upcoming season, the Packers will allegedly facilitate a trade for him. Green Bay president Mark Murphy, before this deal came out, said it's a pox on both the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' house for not getting this done earlier. With this move, the cap space Green Bay has opened up some cap space and they will allegedly restart contract talk with Devontae Adams. So a lot of stuff there, Webb. A lot of stuff going on there. What did you take away from this? Because I think we have different opinions.
1: So I've always said that I thought Aaron Rodgers would return to the Packers this season. And I thought a lot of the things that he said in the media were slowly softening what we were um, told was a stance that he had taken and that he didn't want to be in Green Green Bay anymore. I never really believed that. I thought that it was sort of like a, sorry, negotiation tactic on his end. And up to last week when him and Devontae Adams uh, posted the same image of uh, Jordan and Pippin that just bolstered my initial feelings that um, this was just a negotiation tactic, and I figured that they would both get what they wanted and return to Green Bay. So I didn't know this was going to happen, where they were going to basically try and cut out or sorry shave off a year off the the, the deal. But I do think that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers coming was inevitable, coming back to Green Bay, at least.
0: So the day of the draft this year, the NFL draft, I said Aaron Rodgers was done in Green Bay. And I said this because I respected Aaron Rodgers as a man. I thought he had principles and would stand up for himself. Aaron, the Packers, I'm going to make an analogy here I think you're going to like. What Rodgers did in this situation was he allowed his wife to move in the new boyfriend and then said, hey, wait a second, I don't like this. But I'm going to wait a year before we get divorced. Aaron Rodgers, I believed in him. I thought he had principles. It was like, no, this is not right. You guys treated me wrong. I'm not going to deal with this. And he caved. He caved immediately. There, he didn't even begin to get to anything. He, sh- camp hasn't started yet, and he's not, he's showing up. He did nothing. He spent three months doing nothing. I don't get why he did this. He was furious. Jeff Darlington of the NFL Network said, This was always about developing an exit strategy for Aaron Rodgers. That was clear for much of this saga. And if the Packers didn't pick Jordan Love, Aaron wouldn't have been worried about an exit strategy. It all comes back to that draft pick. That one wildly strange pick. So he's been mad about this for over a year and then did nothing about it. I I don't understand what happened. The Packers got everything here. I don't get it at all. This is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Devontae Adams is a clear winner in this, I think.
0: And Aaron
1: Rodgers, I don't think he loses in the long term. If he truly wants out of Green Bay long term, he just got to do that a year early. I get your analogy. um, <laughs> It's pretty funny. I think it's a pretty scathing.
0: Uh, and accurate.
1: <laughs> I think it's pretty scathing. But like you said, like, He's delaying the possible divorce. I don't know if the him and the Packers are done for sure, but if he wants to leave, at least he gets to leave a, a year early now. And if that's what he was trying to do, maybe without this standoff, it wouldn't have happened. Um, but Green Bay wins for sure, at least in the short term. They get back Aaron Rodgers for this year. They get back Devontae Adams for this year. They have to win the Super Bowl this year because you never know what can happen next season. Uh, you don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to be. I do think it's very risky for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay if he's planning to do that in 2022. But I think everyone wins in some shape or form. Aaron Rodgers loses loses in the short term, but he may win in the long term if he gets his way out next year. Devontae Adams wins uh, by opening up extension talks. And the Packers win by having Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, at least for one more season. So we'll see who laughs, who laughs last. But for right now, I think the Packers are probably laughing.
0: I was giving Aaron so much credit for being the pettiest person in the NFL. I respected him for this. And he caved immediately. He wants to go the Tom Brady route. This is what Tom Brady did. He got released out of his contract and the Patriots said they would not franchise him. The Packers said the same thing. But if Rodgers plays well this year... A team's going to have to give up two first-round picks to get him. So he's helping the Packers more. Aaron Rodgers should have demanded a trade, said, hey, you drafted this kid, play him, and we'll see who comes to looking out top. He could have got everyone fired. Everybody in Green Bay fired. He didn't do it. Uh, I think I expected too much from him. I respected him too much. Something the Packers, unfortunately, did not do.
1: I think I agree with part of what you said. Aaron Rodgers, at least what we're seeing right now, he definitely didn't get what what we expected him to get, uh, or sorry, what we thought he could have gotten—someone in the front office fired or a huge contract—he didn't get any of those things. And instead, he just apparently shaved off a year off his deal. Um, so yeah, I think you said a lot of things that appear to be true so far. We'll see what happens next year. If if the Packers win a Super Bowl and then Aaron Rodgers leaves and then he wins a Super Bowl somewhere else. He's gonna be the one who's laughing last, and then the Packers are bad, for the, you know after that.
0: But I um, think sir, we'll see. Best case scenario for Aaron Rodgers: he breaks his leg week two. The Packers go 0 14 the rest of the year, and then he asks for a trade. That's the best case scenario because Jordan Love looks terrible, the Packers front office looks terrible. He almost brought in the Super Bowl with the same roster. He still gets out of there and paid all his money. That's the best case scenario for him, I think. Is that crazy?
1: Yeah, I don't think I want him to get hurt. Um, Let's just say he takes a leave of absence for some reason.
0: I don't want him to get hurt. I'm just saying if it did happen and the rest of those dominoes also fell, I think he could live with that. I really do.
1: Maybe. But I'm hoping he's my favorite quarterback of all time. I'm hoping he doesn't get hurt because his career is in serious jeopardy. Um, But I think Aaron Rodgers is putting a lot of pressure on himself. Tom Brady didn't put pressure on himself once he left the Patriots. I don't think he did, like not not initially. Um but because of the beef that Aaron Rodgers has publicly had with the front office for years, I'm not saying Tom Brady was, you know, on best terms with Belichick, but I think Tom I think Aaron Rodgers will have a lot of pressure on him to to win and to replicate the success elsewhere.
0: I agree. Okay, let's move on to some basketball, Webb, because you have to do a full mock draft today. And there was a trade that I want to spend just a minute talking about because it involves the mock. Memphis is finalizing a trade to send Jonas Valencius and 2021 picks number 17 and 51 to New Orleans for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, pick 10 and pick 40 and a protected 2022 first round pick that the Lakers are giving. Do you like this deal for either side? I kind of like it for both sides.
1: I think I like it more for New Orleans uh than I do for Memphis. But um because I thought it, I thought JV was maybe the most underrated big man last year. Underrated. Um he had one of he had his best year of his career last year. He was really good. Um got Memphis helped get Memphis into the playoffs when they had injuries to uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. And he really is a good uh, player. He's a uh, solid defender, good rebounder, good crashes the glass um, on offense, uh, plays hard, and just is sort of like a silent contributor in the box score. But at the end of the night, you know he's going to have a double-double. So I like him going to New Orleans. Huge upgrade over Steven Adams. Huge upgrade over Jackson Hayes, which was a terrible pick. And um, Memphis takes – so they're they're getting Eric Bledsoe, who's not expected to stay in Memphis. He's bad. Steven, yeah, he's very bad. And uh, they're getting Steven Adams, who is also
0: not good and cannot stay healthy. Steven Adams is not bad. Steven Adams is a, is a decent center. The game just isn't doing what he does anymore. For three years ago, he was a really good center.
1: Yeah, that's – that means he's not good anymore. If it's been three years since he's good.
0: Uh he
1: was solid at one point when he was on OKC. Uh, but I mean the shot put on offense, he's tough. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the NBA, but he should not be a starting center anymore.
0: He is known as the strongest person in the NBA, and you are insulting him, saying he's not good. That's always smart. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send him this podcast, and we'll see what Ockham went and does with you, okay? Because get ready for that. It's coming.
1: Well, he doesn't like snitches, so you're going to get hit first.
0: We don't know that. <laughs> he might love snitches. Who knows?
1: <laughs> but I, So it really, for me, Memphis has to hit this number 10 pick out of the park for me to like this
0: uh, this movie that they made. Um, there are reports so I, that they're trying to trade up for number 10, by the way. They did, made this move to get up to six or five. That is the report coming up, by the way. So Well, if they can flip this into six or five... And
1: then they make a good pick and that pick pans out. Sure. But you'll see my mock, like when it comes to the draft, it's hard for me to say that, um, especially in the NBA, it's hard to say that a pick really is a solid pick at times because a lot of the lottery picks are trash. Um, So if they, if they make a good selection with number 10, great. If they are able to flip 10 into a higher pick, great, and then knock it out of the park, fantastic. Then I think I will like this pick, this move that they
0: made a lot more. Hey, Webb, let's get to your mock draft. We were supposed to record this last week, but you were so terrified of my mock destroying yours. You pushed this back till Monday like the coward you are. So I'm going to let you have the rookie feed on po- mock draft of the year because I am a gentleman. I killed you last year in basketball. I killed you last year in football. I have to give you one. So you're welcome. No response.
1: You are ridiculous. I will not respond to you.
0: <laughs> That's probably the right move. Let's start with the first pick of the first round of the 2021 What Webb would Do mock draft. This is not a mock about what he thinks will happen. This is what he would do if he were the general manager. This is very different than what will happen, just for everyone out there. So there are no mistakes. I don't want to get emails saying how Webb is stupid. Obviously, not for this reason. You can say he's stupid about other things, but not for this, okay? Let's be fair right there, everybody. With the first pick, Detroit is on the clock. Who are they taking, Webb? I'm saying it
1: uh, all year long. They should take Cade Cunningham. This is the consensus number one pick. Don't try and get cute. Go with Cade. You need it. This team is really bad. This team needs a point guard. This team needs guards overall. Um, go with Cade. Fantastic prospect. Shot very well last year. 20 points a game last year. Let's just let's just do it and just get it over with.
0: I have some questions about cage I think he's gonna be a good pro. I'm not sure in five I think he has a very high floor. I'm not sure he has the highest highest ceiling. Which does concern me for the number one pick. Will he ever be a top ten player in the league? Do you think?
1: I honestly have no idea who's gonna be a top ten player in this league. I don't think look, they're saying this draft is the deepest draft. Since 2003. They said the same thing about 2014. They said the same thing about 2017. We have no idea. I could be totally wrong about Cade Cunningham, but I think from what we've seen so far, for Detroit at least, I'm not saying Cade should be the number one for any team. For Detroit, I think this is who
0: the Pistons should take. He is one of the few prospects that says he wants to go to Detroit as well, so that is good for the team. Ideally, he won't be asking for a trade in eight months. Who are you (laughs) taking? Houston is up at picking number two. Who do you have the Houston Rockets taking?
1: Yeah, so again, this is who I think Houston should take, and I've been consistent with this. They should take Jalen Green. Um, You know what? I just want to make a note. A lot of these mock drafts that's, that have who teams are going to take, throughout the year, it's just groupthink, man. They all have their opinions, and then throughout the year, they all start to just converge. You read one mock, you read them all. They're all pretty much the same in the in the first little bit of the of the of the uh the lottery. Jalen Green, I understand the uh infatuation with Evan Mobley, he's solid. I think Jalen Green having that experience in the G League Ignite. Um he's averaging, what was it, eighteen points a game. This guy's gonna be a go to scorer. You saw what happened with Kevin Porter Junior on Houston last year. I think Jalen Green is gonna be a fantastic contributor. I think he's gonna be I think he has a chance to be an all-star, let's say, six, seven years into his career. It depends on the team that he plays on as well. He could be a really good fantasy player on a bad team. And I think he can be a solid, uh, a really good um, player on a a good team as well. So it just depends on which way Houston goes. And I don't see Houston getting better for the next couple of years. So we'll have to see how this pans out.
0: I just want to say, for the number one pick, Cade Cunningham, he went to Oklahoma State. He is a 6'8 guard. Jalen Green played for the Ignite, like you just said. He is a shooting guard, and he's 6'5". Just give a little background there. Cleveland is picking third. Who do you have them taking, Webb?
1: All right, so Cleveland, I have taking Jalen Suggs, 6'4 out of Gonzaga uh, guard. I mean, this is who I think they should take over Evan Mobley. I think Jalen Suggs has proven it uh, on both ends. He's been fantastic. He played for a great school. Great basketball school. Don't overthink it. Cleveland is not sold on Darius Garland. They're not sold on Colin Sexton. They're looking to trade him. Um, They have Jared Allen, who's been a a solid big man. And I want to see who they can grab, or who, sorry, who they can sign in uh, the offseason. I don't think they have to take Evan Mobley here. I think, um, especially with his frail size, uh, they can wait. So on a big man, that is. So I have Jalen Suggs as who Cleveland should take.
0: I have said numerous times on this show, Jalen Suggs is my favorite player in this draft, and I would still not take him over Evan Mobley here for Cleveland. Just because of Garland and Sexton, you have first-round picks invested in those guys. I think Suggs is much better than those guys, but this is like throwing another first-round pick down. Like Try and build it on the guys you have. Otherwise, you're getting fired for Kobe Altman. I don't want to see him get fired because he got a raw deal coming in. But obviously, you want to see him get fired. That's why you're going for Suggs. Good for you, Webb.
1: Yeah, again, I don't really care like about the previous picks. Like, I was never sold on Darius Garland. I thought that was a not-so-great pick. Colin Sexton was very good uh, in college. Uh, they got a sort of uh, gem in him, but they're reportedly not sold on him. They're trying to trade him. They're not going to offer him a big contract. He's likely gone. So I think they should take Suggs. Um, I'd rather not see Evan Mobley rot. In Cleveland, I think Suggs can actually make some noise and they can build around him as well. Uh, Garland, I'm not a huge fan. I I think they should go Suggs here for sure.
0: Okay, so the Toronto fans are very happy right now. Who do you have them taking at number four?
1: Yeah, so Suggs is gone, so I think they would go with Evan Mobley for need, for skill. Um, There's a lot of upside with him, as you were saying. Um, He's sort of... I don't want to say a throwback or like a, a traditional big man in a sense, but he's very skilled around the basket. He's just very frail. Um, he seems a little skittish at times, but I think he, I think the Raptors can do a good job with him. Uh, seven feet tall. He's at the University of Southern California, and they can play him at the four or the five. Probably the five more than anything, but we'll see. They can they
0: can switch him to the four as well when Siakam's not in. So the first four picks went as the first four picks in some order. They those are the four best players in this draft. I think pick five is where it gets interesting because this could go in any direction.
1: So I don't agree with you that the, the four best players in the draft. I think those are the four best fits for those four teams.
0: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Consensus because- had it that those were the top four players. I was just going by that, but Webb wants to be different. So please tell me, Webb. Please tell me who is better than those first four players.
1: No, I'm just saying consensus has the same picks every year, and they're wrong. We can't rely on that. Like you can't, you can't say because everyone's saying these guys are the the best. They're good. You come to the Ricky Phenoms to hear it's something different, not the same regurgitated stuff that you hear everywhere else. They so, come to
0: hear my witty banter and your mediocre sports takes. All right, it's gonna it's gonna be real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever you need to tell yourself but like I was looking at, I was doing some research and uh, I was just looking like the lottery picks are a toss up. Um, I think sports center had a report saying that I don't think there's been more than three or four all-stars selected in the, out of the lottery in a long period of time. Um, just going to go down some picks for you. Just a little intermission here, just to let you guys know
0: why I am so jaded and, Is it because because the Lakers keep making terrible lottery picks? Is that why you're jaded?
1: As funny as you bring that up, for several reasons. One, the Lakers actually make good lottery picks. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. No, listen. Two, if you're not a fan of the Lakers lottery picks, and you think they make terrible lottery picks, look at their championship success. Do you really need to hit a lottery pick out of the park to be a championship team? I'd say no. Six championships in the last 21 years for the Lakers and their highest lottery pick in that span of time would have been who Andrew Bynum. You don't need the the lottery success or the draft success in in uh, in in the NBA.
0: They did and that when with I say, all lottery picks. What? Just because they came later, Shaq number one pick, Anthony he Davis number one wasn't pick wasn't
1: selected by the Lakers. I'm talking about guys that were selected by the Lakers. And in, these and players end up The timeline that league. I used. Yeah, but only when they're mixed in with a certain. Talent mix and a fit and a coach. Usually the guys that are drafted one, two, three, four look at the guys that are drafted. Okay, we'll, we'll go over it. Watch. 2010 was John Wall, has never been to the finals. 2011, Kyrie, been to the finals with LeBron in 2016. 2012, AD, been to the finals with LeBron in 2020. 2013, Anthony Bennett. Like you see a pattern here. Joel, Joel Embiid should have gone number one. He went number three. Still hasn't been to the finals. Andrew Wiggins was number one in the twenty fourteen. Like you, these guys that are drafted, you don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna do. A lot of these lottery picks are trash. Evan Turner, garbage. West Johnson, trash. Uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who people were going crazy over, who played with AD on Kentucky. Eh, uh, what's his name? Thomas Robinson, out of Kansas people went crazy over this guy. Where is he? Um, Who else? Jabari Parker, who I loved in college, hasn't done anything uh really in the NBA. He's gotten hurt. Dante Exum out of Australia that people are going crazy over. Nick Stauskas, number eight overall. Mario Hezonja in 2015 was the number five overall pick. This is madness. Emmanuel Moutier. These guys, like, I'm just saying, like, you, you can put a lot of stock into the draft picks, and obviously if you're a scout or a GM, you have to. That's your job or a big part of your job. But these guys, in all likelihood, um, the top 14 picks, I don't know if it's ever number one, two, three, four are ever the best players in the draft.
0: Hey, Web, let's continue your mock draft where you just told all the fans that their picks are useless and not going to be good. So what? Who who's going to Orlando at pick five that's eventually going to suck and destroy this franchise like you just told everybody to have no hope with the lottery. doesn't matter. It's going to be terrible for everybody. So please continue listeners. Continue listening, everybody, because it's going to get good.
1: I'm just being realistic. So here I didn't really uh, deviate from the consensus much or not really. I took uh, Kaminga, Jonathan Kaminga from the G League Ignite to Orlando, 6'8", 224. Um, The reason why I took this was for two reasons. Orlando has two picks Uh, in the first eight picks they have a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more rope to experiment with one of these picks a lot of upside in Kaminga doesn't make the best shots or doesn't take the best shots still raw but really great athleticism and uh, he did he did well in, in in the G League has a lot of people excited I think the consensus usually has him at Uh, 5 to Orlando or 6 to OKC. I have him here at Orlando, but for a reason that I'll get into later.
0: I have very little faith in Kabenga being good, but it feels like a magic pick to take this guy because everything they do is wrong. And like you just said, Webb, these picks don't matter anyway, so who cares, right? They might draft me at number 7 because who cares?
1: But to say that the top 4 picks that are selected in this draft are going to be the best players in the in in the draft or have the best careers out of everyone else is shown historically to be not the case.
0: I I was, I meant the four best players going into the draft. There's a consensus top four and you have those guys going the first four. So you agree with the consensus?
1: No, no, no. I agree that they're great fits on the teams. So I agree with them in that sense. I didn't say I thought they were the best players. I'm huge on Cade. And I think the Raptors could use a big man. And if he drops them, I think they should take him. But I don't think that necessarily those four are going to be better than the, the best four guys out of everyone in the draft out of 60 picks. I don't believe that.
0: Okay, so you have Orlando taking Kaminga. Who do you have Oklahoma City taking at six?
1: So another team that has three picks in the first 18 picks, Oklahoma City, they have a little bit of room to experiment. But um, they need to get this first pick right. So I think their teams they, – they, sorry, I think they take James Booknight. Um, he's rising on draft boards. He's out of UConn 6'5 shooting guard. Um, They have Shea Jodis Alexander there already, but this is a much different player. He's a guy who's a proven scorer. Um, Not a lot of people saw him because he was out of (coughs) Connecticut. Um, But he can find ways to score. And I love these guys that can find find ways to score and have good size on them. And I think OKC needs all the hope they can get with scoring. Um, with shooting and with star power
0: because no one is signing in OKC. Okay. Pick seven. The former champion, Golden State Warriors are up. Who are they taking?
1: Another guy that is very high on draft boards who I'm not that high on but who I think would fit very well on this team. Scotty Barnes, Golden State, another team with multiple picks. I think he would fit in so well with this team. I'm not as high as him on as other players because I hear about this all the time. These these star all NBA defensive team perspective players who just don't do much other than that when they come into the league. He's 6'9", 225 out of FSU, um, came off the bench most of the time. A lot of people are high on him. Apparently, he's number three on some boards, and he may be really good, but he can't shoot. Um, he's just really a defender. Uh, he's athletic. He can pass very well. But I think he would work very well in OKC, particularly with Klay Thompson um, coming off the uh, Achilles and the torn ACL. They need someone who can lock down the perimeter um, if Klay if Clay is not the same kind of guy. And they do have another pick at 14. So I think they have a little bit of room to play with this. If they can, if they can knock us out the park, uh, it's a really good pick for them. And a lot of teams are high on Scotty Barnes.
0: I am one of those people that are not high on Scotty Barnes. I hate this kind of player that they didn't, like, when they, whenever you get hot really late, it's because athleticism and not because how you played in college. I always worry about those guys because I never hit. Or if they do, it's one of every 10. Right. Like, how high are the fail rate for these kind of guys? Like, are they really, really high? Like, I think they're probably 90%. <laughs> I'm yeah, joking. It may not be that high, but it's high. More
1: likely than not, they're going to be bad.
0: You and I have had this conversation a lot where teams always want to hit the home run instead of taking the safe double. And I hate that philosophy because a double is better than striking out. And I'd rather have a contributor. The seventh man on a good team is better than taking a guy out of the league in four years or that can't play for three years. Like, I just, I never get why they do this. But I, and and I agree with you. And that's why I think
1: he would fit so well on Golden State because Golden State's going to be good in all likelihood. They have a really good core. Steph, Draymond, Clay, Clay's coming off an injury; hasn't played in two years. They had the number two pick last year. Um, took Wiseman, and they have a a solid bench, so they can afford to have someone who's not gonna be, you know, an all star. They can have a a specialist here, strictly on defense, and I think it'd still be a solid pick, particularly because they have a pick. Still in the lottery later on.
0: Orlando's up at number eight but their second pick in the top eight. Who are you taking for them here? Now here's
1: a guy I have not seen this early, but he was my favorite player in college basketball last year. Io Dasanmu out of Illinois, six five guard. I love him. He reminds me of Victor Oladipo, but with a better shot at this point and a little bit more confidence. He is I think Going to be, if not an all star, going to be in consideration within the first five years or so. Um, I think there's a lot of upside. I don't I think his floor is pretty high. I think a lot of people are overlooking him. Um, and I think it's going to be a mistake. I would love to see Orlando uh, get him, particularly with someone like Kaminga. They have Cole Anthony there, they have Gary Harris there. We'll see what they do. I think this would be a solid. Uh, young core.
0: So you're much shyer in him than the NBA community. That's really interesting. I hope you're correct. Because if you are, I will take credit for it as a rookie phenomist pick. And if you are wrong, it'll be on web 100%. Because I am yeah, a dirtbag. That sounds fan. about
1: right. That sounds about
0: right. Sacramento is picking ninth. Who do you have wasting away for the first three years of the career in Sacramento?
1: That's that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good statement to make.
0: I do this, baby. It's what I do.
1: Yeah, this person's likely going to... Going to uh, waste, and I think people won't like this pick. But I have Moses Moody going to Sacramento, uh, guard out of Arkansas, six uh, six. I like him because he's a three and D guy. They don't really have that in the backcourt. I mean, Halliburton kind of was that last year, but this Moses Moody, I think, out of the gate is going to be a specialist. If they don't, if they're not high on Buddy Hield, uh, and if they're going to trade him. He can be a guy that can replace him, and um, they're also looking to trade Harrison Barnes, who you know plays really the the power it at times. There, um, he can be a guy that can help fill in the scoring. So I have Moses Moody here.
0: There's a lot of talk that Sacramento's going to take Franz Wagner, and I am 95 percent sure that's going to happen because that guy is not going to be good in the NBA probably, and that's what the Sacramento po- does.
1: The position I think is a great fit. I just don't think the player is a great fit there. I don't think he's. I don't think he's as good as everyone says. I have him much lower.
0: Yeah, he keeps getting there. Everyone keeps saying he's a great defender, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I have my issues with him defending in the NBA. There's something I can't quite put my finger on, but something about him says he's not going to be a great NBA defender. I
1: I think some people look to justify such a high pick and try to do that by saying they're a great defender because it's hard to to position those guys so high in a draft without them being like one of the best, like the best scorer in college basketball or, or having that defensive those um, defensive abilities. So I don't, I'm not sold on him either. I think it's going to be a bust. Really, really, really do.
0: No matter who they take center it doesn't matter. It's just Sacramento is going to kill their career. Probably. Okay, Memphis, yeah. Memphis traded up to number 10 to get this pick. Who are they taking at 10?
1: So I have them taking uh, Keon Johnson
0: at number 10. It would be interesting if they end up uh,
1: moving up, like you said. Uh, 6'5", Keon Johnson out of Tennessee, 185 pounds. So he's not the biggest guy. But he's a, supposedly an elite defender and a great athlete. Uh, not the best shooter, but kind of fits that Memphis uh, blue chip uh,
0: grindhouse culture. I he broke he the vertical well. record, right? At the combine, I think he I jumped fifty-two so. inches. I think so. Which is the most ever. Yeah, I think it was. Was it forty-eight before? I can't. I remember think it was forty-nine. It. I think he did it by oh, no. three inches. Okay.
1: So yeah, that that's going to rise him up in the draft boards, and
0: uh, I think it really fits that Memphis culture. Okay, number eleven, Charlotte is up. Who is joining Lamelo Ball this season in Charlotte? So I think they need a big.
1: And I've seen this on other draft boards as well, and I uh, totally agree with it. Kai Jones, 6'11", out of Texas. Uh, They need a big man. They have LaMelo Ball. They have Gordon Hayward. They have some shooters in Devontae Graham and Terry Rogier. Um, They have their tweener uh, forward in P.J. Washington. They have Miles Bridges, but they need Kai Jones to play at that five. He's a little frail, so he may not always play at the five. But they have that option there, and they have someone who's a solid contributor. Um, and you know, he didn't jump off the charts in terms of numbers at uh, at at Texas, but I think the I, I think a lot of people are going to see because he's Bahamian, they're going to think of DeAndre Ayton and a little bit of that mold. He can shoot it. Uh, he can put the ball on the ground. I think they're going to sort of have this recency bias towards deandre and he's going to fly up but i think he will fit in well in charlotte hey
0: san antonio is picking 12th the usa lost to france yesterday in basketball because pops coaching so obviously he's a bad coach now who do you have joining the spurs next season (laughs) (laughs) thank you i appreciate that laugh uh
1: a guy that i'm not that high on but for some reason he's flying up draft boards but i think the spurs can Really do well with him. Uh, Jalen Johnson, out of Duke, 6'9", only 220. These guys are really tall and really frail. Only played 13 games in college, but he was a high recruit. Went to Duke, obviously. High upside. Um, I think the Spurs have a really good history when it comes to drafting. Uh, Buford is uh,
0: one of the best eyes for talent in the league. I have Jalen Johnson to the Spurs here's where you messed up. Alperin Sengun from Turkey, the center, is available. This is what the Spurs do. <laughs> I have him
1: going a little later.
0: Yeah, but, but yeah. this is what the Spurs do. Yeah. Now, I don't understand you. This well, is this, a guarantee. I'm, this is a I'm guarantee
1: saying, of all guarantees. I'm saying what they should do. What they should do. I haven't seen Alperin Sengun. I haven't seen these international players, so they're going to be lower on my boards. I'm biased. I just. Where was
0: Jalen Johnson born? Was it Europe? No. They're not interested, okay? That's all they <laughs> care about. It's all they want. You have a point. <laughs> okay, Indiana's picking 13. Who is joining Rick Carlisle in Indiana, the most overrated coach in basketball? Not on Dallas anymore, so I'm insulting him now.
1: <laughs> so here's a guy who I think is too low on boards, Jared Butler, 6'3 out of uh, Baylor. Uh, I've seen him go as high as the late teens, but I've also seen him go as low as thirty in the first round. Um they have Brogdon, they have Karis LeVert, they have Jeremy Lamb, they have these guys. But I think Jerry Butler's solid three and D guy. Uh very good defender. Obviously on the national champions, uh Baylor Bears. Um he'd be great in Indiana. And I think this would just deepen their roster even more. And I think teams are missing out by not taking him
0: somewhere in the teens. Very interesting. With the last pick in the lottery, Golden State is picking 14th. Their second pick in the top 15. Who is joining Steph Curry next season?
1: So this isn't that much of a deviation from board. I was surprised when I saw it at first, but whatever. Corey Kispert, six seven out of Gonzaga. So you get you get the the um, the defensive specialist in Scotty Barnes at number seven. It's all you need him to do. You already have Clay Thompson. You have Steph Curry. Now you're getting Corey Kispert, who can contribute on the offensive end from deep. So also, he's he, he, he's, he's long enough that he's not going to get um, bullied when he's on offense. Uh, but I think this is a fantastic pick, potentially, at least with the, with the attributes, for Golden State. Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga.
0: I'm going to say something really quick that might get me laughed at later. I would take Corey Kispert Fifth, if I were Orlando, I'm going okay. to explain why because he's 100% not going to be the fifth best player in the draft. I'm not even sure he'll be a top 15 player, but I know what he will be for the next 10 seasons. He'll be Mike Miller, basically. Yep. That's a contributor in the NBA for good teams for a long time. I have zero bust concern about him. Like all the rest of these guys, I could easily see them busting. I don't see Kisper missing. He's going to do what he does. Well,
1: The Mike Miller comparison or like that sort of specialist is one of the reasons why I like him in Golden State. And I think people are, I've seen him pretty low on, on draft boards. I mean, early twenties. And I think he should be much higher.
0: No, that's why I'm saying Orlando should do it because he fits so well in Golden State. Golden State does smart things. Orlando should copy what Golden State should do. <laughs> that's my point. They should yeah. hit a double. Instead of trying to get a home run.
1: Yeah, I me- I mentioned on this uh pod before there's three Orlando picks that I really remember. Penny Mobile Shaq back.
0: disgrace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Penny, Shaq, and Dwight Howard. You could throw an Ola Depot there, but he wasn't the player that he was in Orlando when he was on Orlando. Um, it
0: was much later. Well I want to get aggregated really quick. How do you feel about Kwame Brown? Uh Kwame Brown was an NBA player. Was he good? At basketball? Anything. No. <laughs> okay, I'm clipping not, that not and sending it to him tomorrow. That's getting he's he offers to pay for airplane fare to fight people now. So get ready for that web. It's coming. I'm not getting in a fight with anyone, but on you're your, gonna uh, get you're gonna get
1: roughed, roughed up a little bit more by Steven Adams for being a snitch twice. <laughs> you're just asking for it now.
0: On your last day on Earth, who is Washington taking at pick fifteen? Ooh, <laughs> I have Cam Thomas.
1: From LSU, who is one of the best scorers in the country, Um, averaged 23 points a game. He's a gunner. He's a heat check guy, 6'4, 210. Let's do it. This could be the replacement for Bradley Beal. I'm not saying he is Bradley Beal, but if Bradley Beal wants out, which is probably inevitable, and he's going to make his list, and the Wizards are going to give in, they're going to fold like most NBA owners and and, uh, front office uh, execs do. I want to see him. He's he's overlooked really badly.
0: Okay, interesting. Okay, Webb, picking at number 16, Oklahoma City has this pick from Boston. Who are they taking here?
1: I have OKC taking Josh Giddey, 6'8", 210-pound point guard out of Australia. I think this would be a fantastic pick for Oklahoma City, particularly because they have three picks in the first uh, 18. They have a little bit of room to take a high risk high reward kind of player. Um he's not a great shooter, but he's a floor general. And I think this is something that they need, particularly if they're gonna have James Booknight
0: and SGA. New Orleans is picking 17th after their trade today. Who are they taking here?
1: So New Orleans I have uh Chris Duarte um from Oregon, 6-6 guard. I had a different pick for them before at number 10, but that doesn't matter now because they made the trade. Uh, very all-around um, solid, and they need scoring. They need a backcourt <laughs> player because they don't have Lonzo Ball right now. He's going to be a restricted free agent, and uh, we don't know if he'll be back. So let's see what happens. He's a very good defender, and I think it's something someone that they need.
0: Hey, Oklahoma City is picking number 18. They got this pick from Miami. We had the Clippers, Philadelphia, and Phoenix. So this is their third pick in the top 18. And this is who I think they should take. Alperin Sengen
1: from Turkey. Uh, Solid um, scorer in the paint. Uh, Great rebounder. He's probably going to remind people of Enes Kanter for lazy reasons. But I think he'll be solid in OKC. And I think this is a, a good pick, particularly when you have three picks already in 18 picks. You can afford to experiment with it, as I've said 60
0: times in the past 20 minutes. One of my favorite players in this draft has not been taken yet. And I'm pretty surprised by that. So we'll see when you get to him. Cause I'm very interested now. I think it could be here. 19, the New York Knicks are up. Who are they taking? You're close, but it's not here. Uh, Jaden Springer,
1: six, four guard out of Tennessee, tough guy, someone who really embodies the, the New York culture tough a bruiser, uh, but could hit the three. I think it's something that the Knicks need. Um, I think the Knicks definitely operate from this kind of mindset with Tibbs as coach, blue collar mentality. Don't go for the flash necessarily. You saw what the Knicks did last year under uh, Tibbs without having a star. Um, so I have Jaden Springer out of Tennessee.
0: I thought Davion Mitchell was the perfect pick there. I am shocked you didn't have him going 19. He fits Tibbs perfectly. Very interesting, Webb. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not that high on Davion Mitchell. Um, I'm really not, but you know, we'll okay. see where I select him.
0: Atlanta is kicking 20th. They have future MVP, Trey Young there, and a guy who is not as good as Devin Booker, apparently, and Trey Young. So we'll see who you have joining. Not as good as Devin Booker, Trey Young.
1: So it's here that I have uh, Davion Mitchell who is listed as 6'2", reportedly he's not even that tall. Uh, he's about 6'1", uh, really. Guard out of Baylor, um, he's turning 23 this year. Solid defender, very good defender. Shot the ball well from three last year, although in his first two years in the league, sorry, in college, he did not shoot the ball very well from deep. So there's some questions out about Davion Mitchell. Obviously, he was instrumental in Baylor's run, but this year seemed to have be seemed to have been lightning in a bottle for him because he was not that good at Auburn, and this is really an anomalous year for him. So I think that's why, along with his size, he may drop. I think he, he fits perfectly in Atlanta. Um, Chris Dunn was not that great. Uh, Lou Williams wasn't utilized that much with the Hawks. And I believe he's a free agent this year. So I think Davion Mitchell fits him very well in Atlanta.
0: Don't use big words like anomalous to make up for your terrible picks, okay? We're not falling <laughs> for it. It's ridiculous. Some people Davion-
1: have Davion Mitchell going to...
0: I, I I liked him in Golden State. And
1: I think he's still solid in Golden State. But I I think there are some picks that you can make that would be better than him for Golden State.
0: Davion Mitchell is what I think about hitting a double. Like, you, you know he'll be a good defender. He may not be able to shoot as well, but he's going to defend his ass off. And I could use that. He can play in these playoff games. So then why not take Scotty Barnes? Why are you so low on Scotty Barnes then? I'm low on Scotty Barnes because people don't want him to be just a defender. He gets all these, oh, he's a crazy athlete. He's all these things. He's more athletic than Patrick Williams was last year. And it's you want him to be something more than he is. You're not drafting him that high to be a defender. You're drafting him because you think he's going to be Paul George. And chances are he's not going to be Paul George. That's my point.
1: He has a Paul George frame, though. Like, I mean, Davion Mitchell's a small guy, man. Like, or like he's short at least. I shouldn't say he's small. He's short. He's stocky. Yeah. And people don't know if he's a good shooter. So, you know, he better be a fantastic uh, defender or he'll be out of the league very soon.
0: I think Davion will have a job for a long time. I am not sure Patrick Williams, sorry. I'm not sure Scotty Barnes will. He may get more chances if he flames out because of the athleticism, but I'm not sure he will deserve those chances. I know okay. Scott, I know Davion could play minutes in an NBA playoff game. I'm not sure Scotty Barnes can, but we'll see. We'll see.
1: Sometimes that doesn't determine you know, the money or the endorsements that you get, so
0: it may not matter in the end. It matters who I respect, Webb. That's what matters here, okay? <laughs> okay. The New York Knicks are picking at 21, their second pick in the the last three. Who is joining... Who is the Knicks' best player now? It would be Julius Randle. I mean, after the playoffs, though, is it still him, you think?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, Julius Randle didn't... I like Julius Randle. I just don't think... I think people just got a little in over their heads with how well he's playing this season. Like,
0: come on. Who, Who is joining Julius Randle this season in New York?
1: So, uh... Zaire Williams out of Stanford, 6'8", small forward. Um, He was fine. But I think, again, a guy who has the length, has the athleticism, can be sort of a Swiss Army knife, can fit in well with the Knicks. You have two picks, two out of three picks from 19 to 21. I think uh, Zaire Williams would fit well with what Tibbs
0: is doing. Hey, is 22 still the Los Angeles Lakers?
1: Yeah.
0: How – Is LeBron going to end up using this pick to get Dame Millard? How's that going to (laughs) happen?
1: I don't think Dame is going to go anywhere, but that would be
0: great. I would love it. Dame Laker, I would love it. Of course Uh, you would, because you have no problem with the team buying players and ruining franchises, destroying communities' hearts. Who is joining the evil Los Angeles Lakers next season? uh, Space Jam was terrible. I didn't watch it. I have no plans to. Um, Trey Man,
1: 6'5" frail 190 out of Florida but this guy can ball man this guy can ball and I've been saying the Lakers biggest weakness over the past however many seasons you want to count has been outside shooting they cannot shoot consistently KCP was like their most consistent uh shooter although Alex Caruso probably shot a better percentage that's not a good thing and uh I like Trey Mann. I like these guys who have that that confidence. I'm not scared to put Trey Mann in a big situation, or sorry, a a delicate nail-biter situation. Uh, He shot 40% from three last year. He put up 16 points, solid size, and I think the Lakers are lacking in
0: backcourt depth. Is he related to Terrence Mann by any chance? I don't think so, but I'll I'll have to double check. I actually don't know, but I don't think so. Way to do your research. Number 23. The Houston Rockets are picking again at twenty three a pick they got from Portland. Who is Houston taking to join Jalen Green, who you had going at number two this
1: is where they're gonna they're gonna take the vaunted Franz Wagner.
0: no applause nothing okay
1: uh they have back to back picks. Franz Wagner I think would fit very well here um I think this is where you take a guy like that where you have uh that flexibility to go for a home run, but also have the 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 cushioning with another pick if this one doesn't pan out hit threes for you allegedly is a good defender um solid size on him uh believe he is six nine I' gonna double check yeah six nine out of Michigan and uh this is something that I think Houston can play with and and, and can use you saw Kelly olenick last year how we how he did um if they can continue that, if Olenek doesn't return, um, I think it's a solid pick.
0: Houston has back-to-back picks here. They're picking at 24 as well, and a pick from my Milwaukee, sorry. Who are they taking here? Uh, I have Quentin Grimes
1: uh, here going to Houston. Wait, sorry. Yeah, that is Houston. Uh, solid score, and a lot of people didn't really look into Quentin, Quentin, uh, Quentin Grimes. Um I think most people have him going in the second round. Um, he's, his ability to get to the basket, to score, uh, he played in Houston. Um, he's 21. Uh, he can hit the three. Solid player. And I think he's going to be um, one of the gems out of the, the latter
0: part of the first round. So you have Houston taking a guy to compete with Jalen Green immediately. That worked out well for Kirk Cousins and Robert Griffin III. Good idea, Webb. <laughs> no, like, I mean, he's going to be competing as well with um,
1: Kevin Porter Jr. I think this team could be, well, if you think about it, a couple years ago when they didn't have a player that was taller than like 6'6 six, six or 6'7, six, still a very interesting um, uh, offense. And I think... I don't think he's going to compete with him necessarily. I think they can slot one of them into the into the three spot, and sorry, Grimes at least into the three spot, and um, yeah. So it's going to be a very interesting draft for them. I think this is these are three good picks for them: Jalen Green, Franz Wagner, Quentin Grimes, John Wall, still solid. Christian Woods there could be a competitive team.
0: John Wall has never been called solid in his life. Why do he's the most because
1: play-
0: he's made up of like Velcro right now. <laughs> what's his knee made of right now he, like 40% not the knee
1: out of in that 2010 draft class he probably had in totality the second best career in that entire draft Interesting. and he was number one pick like I think the four best picks in that draft John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins Gordon Hayward, Paul George Paul George probably had the best career I said John Wall had the second best. Uh Demarcus Cousins and and Gordon Hayward got injured way too much. I mean John Wall did too, but um Gordon Hayward hadn't made an all-NBA team. So He didn't? Yeah. Oh he did. I don't think he has, no. I think he okay. was the only player out of the He made the All-Star game. But I don't think he's ever been on an all-NBA team. Well
0: a really quick cool question. After the lottery picks, how are these next picks how was the order decided? What do you mean? Like who picks 17? Compared to who picks 23? How is that order decided?
1: Uh, I think that was based on the, the playoff format. But then we had the, the trades.
0: Sorry, wow. So you, get, you pick later, depending on how well you did in the season, you're saying? Yeah. So the LA Clippers are picking 25. The Lakers picked 22nd. So the Clippers did better than the Lakers this year. I just wanted to clear up and get you on the record of how this happened. So the Clippers picked 25 because they are better than the Lakers. Who are they taking at number 25? The team of LA.
1: You're the devil. You are antichrist. I set you up so good for that. I honestly, (laughs) I didn't think that you didn't know. I thought you just forgot or mixed it up with another sport.
0: Thousand percent new. Thousand percent. I have never known something better.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Isaiah Jackson, um, 6'10", 4 or a power forward out of Kentucky. I think I think every pick that the Clippers make <laughs> in the next couple of drafts have to be big men because they have such a huge glaring hole in the front court. Um, Sorry, not in the front court, but at the center position, at that 4-5 position. So I think they need to hit, hit it out of the park. He's raw, but, you know, he can he can defend. Great rim, rim runner. Ugh, great rim runner. I went to a huge uh, big school, played for Cal. So I have Isaiah Jackson there. Okay.
0: Hey. Denver's picking 26. Jamal Murray hopefully will be back next season to join the MVP. Nikola Jokic. Who are they taking here?
1: Denver's taking, and a lot of people won't like this, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Robinson Earl out of uh, Villanova. Um, I like him. I don't think he's amazing, but I think it's a, a hole for them. He can score. Um, he can compete at multiple positions. Um, and he has great IQ, and he's he's been in college for you know a couple of years, so you're not getting like a a, raw, a kid raw. Um, and I think this is one of the the holes that they have here. And I think he can contribute
0: right off the bat. Good pick. The Brooklyn Nets with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving are picking 27th. Who is going to Brooklyn next season?
1: Uh, DeRon Sharp. Kind of like the Clippers, I think Brooklyn has a huge hole at the center position. Uh, sorry, he's out of UNC. Uh, he's 19 years old. Um, but my 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 issue with the Clippers and with Brooklyn is that they have a very top-heavy roster, like in terms of time, but they don't have um, someone in the middle. Uh, he's 6'11", 265 pounds, so much bigger than the other guys that I've mentioned who have been around that height. Um, he can put it put the ball into the basket. He's uh, kind of like a garbage man in that sense. Rebounds rebounds very well. Can't shoot, but he has a high motor and he's someone that Brooklyn needs um to clean up the glass, especially when they can't put in uh DeAndre Ayton. Sorry. DeAndre Jordan. And uh when Nick Claxton is just not the guy that you need to be uh be in that situation. So
0: DeAndre Jordan's still in the NBA? Yeah, he's
1: friends with Kevin Durant, so he's gonna be in the NBA for a while.
0: I think that's the biggest flex in anyone's career, by the way. Kevin Durant what? got DeAndre Jordan forty million dollars. He's bad. Yeah. You're like, yeah, here's forty million. That's amazing. That's a that huge flex. It, for it, him,
1: it shows like your your friends, your work friends. Sometimes you know stick stick with them. Like if <laughs> you just you just never know. Like DeAndre Aiden would have been out of the league years ago.
0: DeAndre Aiden? sorry,
1: DeAndre Jordan would have been out of the league years ago. My fault. DeAndre
0: Aiden is a great player. He also beat the Lakers this year. Uh number twenty eight, the Philadelphia 76 Sixers. Joining Joel Embiid and maybe Ben Simmons, maybe not. We'll see. Who are they taking at twenty-eight here?
1: Uh Sharif Cooper. Uh six one um point guard from Auburn. Uh he only played in a handful of games. He played twelve games, I think, and wasn't a great shooter from the outside. Uh, but I think he's a good a good guard. Good point guard, quick. Um Good IQ, uh, can pass, not a great defender. I'm not sold on them getting rid of Ben Simmons yet. I think this guy
0: would be a great backup. Uh, I don't think they should uh, cut the cord just yet. Two questions. Number one, is he better than Tyrese Maxey?
1: I think he's a different player than Tyrese Maxey.
0: Number two, is he related to me? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Thought there was some relation there. Okay. Sorry. Number twenty nine, the the runners up for the NBA title this year, the Phoenix Suns. Who are they taking here? Greg Brown,
1: 6'9", power forward
0: out of Texas.
1: They're taking another guy. They took Jalen Smith last year, they barely played. Hoping this guy, Greg Brown, with his with his athleticism, um, and with the school that he's come from, uh, you know, particularly because he's such a high recruit. We'll get a lot of playing time and the Suns were exposed last year for not having a very big team, not a very deep front court. So I'm thinking that they should take someone in this vein.
0: Interesting. With the last pick of the first round, Utah is up. Who are they taking here? So here's a guy that I don't
1: really see on draft boards, but who I loved last year uh, McKinley, right? Out of Colorado. I he's a, he's a great defender. I think if, uh, I think he'd be a, a great backup to Mike Conley. Um not that big, but he's solid. He helped he was very instrumental to Colorado uh going as far as they did last last year. So I'm I'm really interested to see where he ends up. Um and I think he'd be fantastic to pick. He's a little older, he's not that big, he's only about six, six one. Uh, he's he's 22 turning 23. Um, but I think he'll be a solid contributor, a solid rotational player. And this is, these are the type of guys that you're trying to get in these late twenties.
0: So that, that is it for the first round of Webb's mock draft. Are you ready for round two?
1: Yeah. I'm going to speed through this one guys, because I know a lot, not a lot of people, particularly coop do not care about the second round. So, and like I said, all the stuff I said about the draft, there's no point about. dwelling on it for too long.
0: I appreciate Webb that you said these picks don't matter and now you're doing a second round. I appreciate that about you. I think it's really telling about what kind of person you are. So I just Torturing our listeners.
1: So so I just want to say like you can find gems in the second round. Uh I just want to let the listeners know about some great second round picks or some some solid second round picks. Hassan Whiteside in the 2010 draft. Uh Landry Fields who was solid and a lot of Raptors will and Knicks fans will remember him. Lance Stevenson, all in the 2010 draft, second round. Uh, 2011 second round was uh, Bogey, who's a great shooter and really saw, really instrumental in Utah's success. Chandler Parsons, who was good for a while until he got hurt. Isaiah Thomas, as everyone knows, Mr. Irrelevant, number 60 in 2011. There have been a lot of solid uh, second round picks. Jay Crowder, Draymond Green, Chris Middleton were in 2012.
0: Okay. Solid guys. I, I can't wait. Our MVP
1: from twenty twenty one was from the second
0: round. My MVP. Don't claim him now. You hated him.
1: I meant the league's MVP, not.
0: not No, don't take credit. Don't take credit for this now because he's a second round pick. Right, you're not fooling anybody.
1: He was. I
0: had him as number. I
1: think I had him as my number two and number three. I had
0: Joel Embiid number
1: one, but I I had Jokic in there. Jordan Clarkson won the Sixth Man of the Year. He's a second round pick, former Laker pick, or trade. Um, Montrezl Harrell. see what else we have here uh zubats another laker pick sorry i'm just going through my list give me 10 more seconds thomas bryan another laker pick dylan brooks uh monte morris Devonte graham mitchell robinson gary trent jr bruce brown uh cody martin eric pascal taylor taylor horton tucker terrence Mann,
0: Kenyon martin jr solid guys Let's start looking for the next bunch of role players in the NBA. Who is Milwaukee taking at number thirty wanted <laughs> to pick from Houston? Uh, I have uh you know what? see Teague Butler. Uh number thirty two. Who are the New York Knicks taking? A guy who's really down
1: on board is Luca Garza
0: out of Iowa. Uh one of the top players,
1: one of the top scorers I should say, in the country. Um, I think he should be high. I think he fit very well in the Knicks. Not from a philosophy of Tibbs, but just from a scoring standpoint.
0: Okay, number 33, Orlando, back on the clock.
1: A guy I don't see on picks, uh, sorry, on, on draft boards, and I don't care. Buddy Bayheim out of Syracuse, where his dad was coaching. But he's still a solid player. And I think um will have a role in this league as a specialist, three-point shooter,
0: uh, for a long time. He is one of the things I remember most about the NCAA tournament. Just Twitter going crazy, like saying "buddy," like nuts. Like he blew up in the, some of those games, right? Uh-huh. And he's he, he's solid. Like he didn't. I think he came off the bench the year before, uh, but he's he he's been solid. Man, I like him. Okay, thirty-four. Number Oklahoma City's picking there.
1: Uh, Derek Culver,
0: West Virginia. Position, forward. Okay, number thirty-five. The New Orleans Pelicans from Cleveland via Atlanta. Uh, Miles McBride, point guard, West Virginia. Do you want me to say his, <laughs> his Twitter handle, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I wanted some information, but okay. Jesus. If you, want, if you want to select, that's your business, okay? If I was allowed to do my mock draft, I'll, I would have done a third round because I'm giving the listeners more, okay? That's what I do. That's what I bring to the table, but... Number 36, Oklahoma City is on the clock. Who are they taking?
1: Uh, another guard, Mac McClung.
0: Uh, he's out of Texas Tech. Uh, 6-2. Guard. Okay, number 37, the Detroit Pistons from Toronto via Brooklyn.
1: Uh, Javante
0: Smart,
1: who is out of LSU. He is... Let me see. I can't remember how tall he is. I actually don't have his height. I don't know. I think it's probably around 6'3".
0: Way to be on the ball. Up. Yeah, they, they don't stay, need their heights, man. Like <laughs> Staying in. Staying in. Jesus. I want the listeners six, four, to know. 6'4". I
1: thought he was 6'3". Six, 6'4". Six,
0: Number 38, Chicago. Picking. They got this pick from the New Orleans Pelicans. What's going on here, Webb? Uh, Pippen Jr. Scotty Pippen. Really? That is. Yeah. Out of Vandy. I love that. I love that pick. Yeah. Okay. Is he is he any good? Yeah, he's solid.
1: He's just not very tall. Like I think he's only 6'2 or 6'3. Obviously nowhere the height, nowhere near the height of his dad. But he's been he was very good in college. I liked him.
0: That'd be interesting for Chicago. 39. Sacramento is up. Who are they taking?
1: Uh right here I have <laughs> Matt Hurt. Um He's of Duke. Uh they need the big man. Um
0: and I think it fits well in here. Okay, number 40, New Orleans from Chicago again. Uh Dwayne Washington. I have
1: coming out of OSU. I wish E. J. Liddell uh declared for this draft, but I kinda understand why he didn't, because he probably would have fallen. But I, I I really enjoyed uh seeing EJ Liddell. So and I like
0: Dwayne Washington as well. So um yeah. Number 40, the new uh, we did that one already. Number 41, San Antonio is up. Oh, Who's joining? Terrible coach, Greg Puckovich here. Uh, if this Aust- person isn't foreign, I am boycotting your second round. Austin Reeves. Where is he Oklahoma? from? Terrible. Uh,
1: Europe, for sure. Uh, Just it, terrible. By, by some way.
0: Um, <laughs> but <laughs> He was originally from Europe. Uh, University of Oklahoma. And number 42, <laughs> Detroit. From Charlotte via New York. Yeah, so here... Here's the
1: guy that I like a lot. Um sorry, Detroit again. Uh Trendan Watford out of LSU. Is
0: he the guy you like a lot? Trenton Watford? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was sorry, I I messed up something on my on my uh sheet, so I wasn't able to see it.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right for something you did. Number 43, the New Orleans Pelicans are up again from Washington via Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Utah. Yeah, so I, have, I hate how that happens, but I hate how this has like seven different people. These picks get traded so much, it's ridiculous. I hate it.
1: Uh, Charles Bassey. Uh, school? Oh, Western Kentucky.
0: Okay. The Brooklyn Nets are up next. They are the top favorite to be NBA champions next year. And a pick they got from Indiana, Who's which Brooklyn is taking?
1: crazy. Which is crazy because uh, they came out of second round. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. Who should be the favorites? Who should be the favorite then? Um, the Lakers. But what the round thing did is, they make
0: it to? What round did they make it to? I can't remember. They were hurt. Oh, and the, hurt. The, and the Nets were healthy? The Nets
1: had two of their best players, man, at least. Harden two of was their, hobbled best too, and
0: you know it. Harden was hobbled.
1: It's better than just LeBron and, uh, and Kuz and, and, and KCP and Giannis's
0: brother. So. Giannis' brother is a champion, okay? Don't you forget they're
1: all, it. They're all champions. Uh,
0: Who's Brooklyn taking here? Uh,
1: Joshua Primo um,
0: from Alabama. guard. She is number 17 on CBS's big board, by the way, with the yeah. best name in the draft. So you haven't fallen quite away.
1: Don't care at all. Number Could not 43. care any less. I might drop him even more now because of that. That's <laughs> so <laughs> petty. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke.
0: It's not. You're petty. Number forty five, the Boston Celtics. You hate them. I'm assuming they are taking what like a a forty six year old man who like who are they taking? He's not gonna be good. Oh. <laughs> why?
1: <laughs> why why do you have to say that? Because you're a dirtbag. You're gonna wow. give them the
0: worst player possible. Jesus.
1: Alright, I have uh Trevion Williams out of Purdue. Is
0: he good? Yeah, yeah, he's solid. i I've, I've seen him much higher than where I have him. Sure. Toronto has the next two picks at 46 and 47. Who are they taking, Webb?
1: Uh, Marcus Garrett out of Kansas, who I liked, Guard. And um, uh, Isaiah Livers, forward out of uh, Michigan. Interesting picks there. Okay. I think those are very Toronto-esque picks. Why do you say that? Uh, Defense, uh, sort of blue-collar players. That's what I mean. Okay. And and we'll fit in I think we'll fit in well. So
0: yeah. Sounds good. Number forty eight, the Atlanta Hawks are up.
1: Uh they're taking another
0: guard, Kendrick Davis, uh SMU. I kinda like Atlanta's team now. I thought their draft their signings were terrible last year, but they kind of all fit. They made a good run there. That was crazy. Yeah,
1: Trey Young sucks according to
0: you. Um I just but, thought he yeah. wasn't Luca and I stand by that. Because sure. Trey Young it's not alienating coaches and general managers. So he's not like Luca. Thank you very much. Okay. Actually, Trey Young also got a coach fired. So never mind. They are quite, <laughs> but, they are quite similar. <laughs> but the team improved after. So let's see how Dallas does. <laughs> Number 49. The Brooklyn Nets are back up again from Atlanta.
1: Uh, Sam Hauser out of uh, UVA, uh, Virginia. Forward.
0: Okay. Number 50. The Philadelphia 76ers. Uh a pick they got from the New York Knicks.
1: Why do you say it like that?
0: About New York? Uh, they're in the same division. And it enrages me that they would do business together. Well, apparently the
1: Lakers were trying to get... Um, the Lakers were trying to get... Uh, buddy Heald. So, if Sacramento does that, that would be insane.
0: I would love to get Buddy Heald. That would be fantastic. Getting Buddy Heald all day. I hate when teams trade in their division... It makes it's no sense. ridiculous. I would never, you would never want your, your, your competition to get better. It's ridiculous. Oh. Oh. Unless the guy you're trading away sucks. And then it makes kind of sense. <laughs> but, <laughs> <let's see>. okay. <laughs> Memphis is up at number 51.
1: Uh, I had Remy Martin from Arizona State.
0: Is, is he bringing Papoose with him? <laughs> you... <laughs> you're welcome for that. That was excellent.
1: You're welcome. You you know it's funny I thought of the drink but I never thought of the rapper Remy Law. but that's the, yeah that was a good uh <laughs> a good uh sort of association so
0: yeah Papoose is my favorite rapper in high school
1: He was he was mine too for a couple of years he was yeah. uh, number 52 Detroit is up uh Trey Murphy forward from Virginia Okay
0: 53 the New Orleans Pelicans are back up to join Zion, a pick from Dallas. Who are they taking, Webb? Are they joining Zion cuz sure he's not going to request a trade to him. Um I think it's too early for that, no.
1: His stature, I think he has the the clout just based on his name to do it. I'm not saying he's accomplished anything, but 2 years in now, I think uh I think they'd move him if he asked. I do, I really do. They try a lot to get players around him and try to convince him to stay. But if he's like, nah, I'm not resigning here. Or like, he doesn't really have the, the leverage to do that. They could match anything. But if he says, I won't be happy here and I won't sign, like I I'll just be unhappy. I think I think they would.
0: Anyway. NBA teams are caving like Aaron Rodgers. That's pathetic. Wow. Who is New Orleans <laughs> taking at 53? Nashawn Highland uh, guard
1: out of uh, Virginia Commonwealth University.
0: Okay. Number 54, Indiana, and a pick from Milwaukee via Houston and Cleveland.
1: Yeah, so I have Brandon Boston Jr., BBJ, out of uh, the U.K., Kentucky. Uh, I think it's a solid pick for them. And, uh, yeah, these picks at this point, you're just kind of hoping to find something,
0: but you can gamble, especially with the picks that, that they've had so far. When you said U.K., from the U.K., I thought you meant England. I was like, that's interesting. And then I was disappointed. Yeah, they don't play basketball. (laughs) Sure. Number 55, Oklahoma City is up. A pick from Denver via Golden State and Philadelphia.
1: Josh Christopher, guard out of Arizona State. Oklahoma City will have a very solid core because no one, and I repeat, no one will
0: sign there. They've got like 100 picks over the next seven years. It's ridiculous. Yep. No one's signing there. No, they need to trade up to try and get one of those top three guys. They gotta go from six to three and then three hope for the best. Because mm-hmm. they have nothing. Fifty-six Charlotte from the LA Clippers. Uh Aaron Henry out of Michigan State. Oh Henry? That's interesting. A Henry, A Henry. I meant O comma Henry. It was a play on words. Thanks for uh, ruining it. Uh you're the worst. Good chocolate bar though. I do not like those actually. Really? Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> 57. Charlotte is up again. Back-to-back picks from Brooklyn.
1: Uh, Dyson Nix, point guard out of the G League Ignite. He is not old enough to go to the LCBO, but uh, he has a lot of potential. He's 18 years old.
0: Okay, Webb, who are you going to take at pick 58 for the New York Knicks?
1: Uh, I have Aaron Wiggins out of
0: uh, Maryland. 6'6". Six, six. Is he related to Andrew Wiggins? No. Is he related to Ender Wiggins from the Ender's Game movies? Uh, no. I, I don't even know. What, what movie is that? It's called Ender's Game. It's a classic. You're ridiculous. Okay. Is, is 59. that like an 80s
1: movie or something? Or?
0: It's from like I'm 2016. Oh. Yeah. Ender's Game. Good movie, actually. Uh. The Brooklyn Nets are picking number 59. A the pick Nerd. they got from Phoenix. Phoenix finished higher than your Lakers in the same division. Who are they picking? Who, who are they taking that, Web? Nerd. Uh, fair. <laughs> tough but fair.
1: Jericho Sims. Center
0: out of Texas. Sorry. You have them going a lot of big men here. That's interesting. Why not? Yeah. Okay, and the last pick of the second round, Indiana is up. Who are they taking with pick 60? Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, irrelevant, sorry. Joe Weiskamp. Uh, out of Iowa six six guard. Okay. We hit, we went through the second round pretty fast. Who were the guys you like best in the second round that you think could be players?
1: Uh Buddy Beheim. No no order. Buddy Beheim, uh Luca Garza, uh, Javante Smart, Scotty Pippen, Dwayne Washington, Trendon Watford, Marcus Garrett, Isaiah Livers, uh Sam Hauser, Joe Weiskamp. You
0: named all the players. Is that ten? You said ten players, huh? So you I think you named fifteen there, twenty, but no, so, I, <laughs> I named ten players. <laughs> it's ten players. So you think those guys have a chance to be contributors in the league? Yeah. History
1: will tell us that the ten that I named probably won't, probably be half of that. Maybe even fewer than half of that. But guys that I think will be solid, like you know, I'm even higher on from that ten. Uh Buddy Bayheim, Trendon Watford, Isaiah Livers and probably Garza. I don't see why Luca Garza won't
0: won't contribute. I'm a, I'm surprised with this Buddy Beheim. because most coaches' sons are not good. Yeah, and we don't see this very often, so it's interesting. You're high on this kid. Like I'm, that I'm high fun. as a
1: as a contributor, not not anything more than that. Like, can he be like a poor man's Redick or something? Maybe, but I think he has more to him than just spot up shooter. So.
0: I, I would take fun. a spot up shooter. I would take that all day. Every day I'd take that. Those guys are valuable. People don't they don't want that. they want the guy who can be
1: the next uh, Penny Hardaway.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. Those guys are ridiculous. Okay, I, so,
1: so so No, I want I wanted to just remind you of something. Remember um I'm just trying to remember, like Jimmy Butler went 30 overall.
0: Yes, I remember I, that.
1: Was barely, it 30 or 28? Uh Thirty, let me just double check. Now you have me double checking, you terrible person. Um 30, 2011. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh
1: but like if we just look at the guys that
0: like like Michael Kidd Gilchrist, man, I still can't I still can't believe that. <laughs> he was all athleticism. Everyone was like he can't shoot now, but he'll develop. These guys never develop. It never happens. <laughs> it doesn't have, and that's what I'm saying,
1: like these like there are very few surefire picks. John Wall, highly touted, came out. He was very good. Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, uh, Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons—they've all been very good. Um, but look at the misses in the top five. Like look at guys like Evan Turner, Derek Favors, Wesley Johnson. I repeat, Wesley Johnson, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Deion Waiters, like Thomas Robinson, just. Bad picks, man. Dante Exum, uh, Willie Cauley Stein. How is he still in the league?
0: Isn't Golden <laughs> State now? Right? He's on Dallas now. Yeah, I think you're actually. I think you're right. Yeah, he's there.
1: How is he still in the league? Dragon Bender, number four overall in
0: 2016, followed by that, Chris Dunn. Uh, no, but they took someone else. Like Phoenix had Dragon Bender. They took someone else. Uh, Marquise Chris. Chris. Yeah. Pick nine. And he eight. was also a disgrace. It took him
1: pick eight. It took, um, it's it's just been bad. Milwaukee took Thon maker at number 10. So it wasn't that bad because they had Giannis, they had taken Giannis, um, you know, a couple of years before that, but it's been bad picks, man. A lot of bad picks. Um, Marco false was number one over overall pick in 2017.
0: Well, that worked out for everybody. I think though, right? Yeah, I guess it worked out for him. He got paid. Um, I like him. I still like him. And I still think he's going to be okay. Josh
1: Jackson, number four overall pick.
0: Josh yeah, the Jackson. Number four, the number four overall picks never work out well. Those are it, always bad.
1: They really don't. like. Uh, uh,
0: Kevin Knox was in the top ten. He went seventh, I think. It's real bad. Knicks fans still like him, by the way. Still, they still they have hope for him and Frankie Smokes. Real bad.
1: Dennis Smith Jr., number ten overall. I'm just saying, like the lottery picks are a crapshoot. I agree. Majority of time.
0: I still can't wait for Thursday because I enjoy the draft. I like having hope of what's to come. I don't want to kill teams like fan bases, say you have no hope these guys are gonna suck like you did earlier in the podcast. Everyone picked is gonna be great, and your team should have a lot of fun with these guys going forward. I am so, not I'll, negative like you.
1: I'll say this. I I'm realistic. Sorry, Orlando, your team's still gonna be bad this year. Uh Cleveland, your team's still gonna be bad this year. Houston, Why are you being so specific? <laughs> no, I'm just I I'm, I'm no I'm just saying, like, you know, Boston can trade their picks and still compete. The Lakers, you know, Phoenix, who cares what they do with their pick this year? These teams, New Orleans, you're not making the playoffs. But it's gonna be fun to watch Zion and some of these guys. It's fun to see the good players where they end up because we can draft them for fantasy basketball and that's
0: about it. You're ridiculous. Okay. The draft is Thursday night. You just heard Webb's full first and second round mock what he thinks teams should do. Not what he thinks will happen. I think Webb and I are going to do a lottery show. Where we're going to come live to comment on what's happening in the lottery. We'll see for sure. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Webb, I loved your mock draft. I loved all of it. I loved how terrible it was and how much I'm going to mock it in seven months. I cannot wait for this. I wrote down all your picks throw him in your face i'm looking forward to it
1: i can't wait for io Samu to be great depending on where he ends up now just i want to qualify if he ends up uh, somewhere where he's riding the bench you're not gonna see much of him him, but team just sleeping on him
0: and team just sleeping on cam thomas
1: and trey Mann.
0: those three guys problems what i think i like most about you is you just said trey Mann is one of the three guys being slept on and you gave him to the lakers You didn't go earlier than that. You're like, you know what? The Lakers at 22, that fits in real nice. Because Mm. you, like I said earlier, are a dirtbag. Well, that
1: just happened to work out. Obviously, that was coincidence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just a coincidence. Sure. Okay. Everybody, we'll be back Thursday. Please follow us on Twitter, at RookieVenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, We are huge on verbal and Amazon's thing. And again, we are on the Undrafted Sports Network, so go to undraftedsports.com. A lot of great podcasts there. Go check those out. Web and I, it's really growing really well, so we're really proud of that, so go check that out. Buzz the bank. Thank you, Evan, for listening. Have a great night. We out.